You know, you're just like, God, just get on with it already. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I get it, Robes. The traffic blows, but like, we don't know how long do we have to go on with this? You know? Of course, he's taking hyperloops. Oh, hyperloops are dumb. Yes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff, broadcasting live from the city of champions, Las Vegas, Nevada. Tony, uh, over there in the city of a brewery, one brewery, and I I believe I was looking at the map. I think there was a bakery and a pizza place, if I'm not mistaken. Two bakeries, a shitty Uh, pizza place, a fish and chip shop, a sports club. Uh, one supermarket. Sports club. I looked at. I might. I might be. I might be stepping my way through the sports club for <laughs> for a Carlton draft. Hey, nothing wrong with the sporties. It's just not my place to hang out and have a beer. I'm not big into pokies, right. which is like slot machines. Well, I say they're like slot machines. No, they are exactly slot machines. Uh, so the you can pe- gamble in there. That's sweet. Yeah, man. of course you can gamble. You can gamble. They've got a tab, but it's not like an old school tab. A tab is like a William Hill, or it's like a bet shop. In the old days, they used to be standalone things in the town. You would go and write on your paper slip and put it in the machine or hand it to the person, and then your yeah, horse yeah. racing or sporting event would, um, your bet would take place. Am I just realised I'm going to have to download an Australian betting app? You will, or you can use a VPN to get into your <laughs> Vegas one. It's fine. No, I'll just do the Australian one. That's cool. You That'd be cooler account. to do. It'll be yeah, fine. Whatever. I want to sign up. Maybe will it let me sign up if I'm yeah, out of the country? Yeah, should let you yeah. sign up. If if you can't, you can use mine. I'll give you my login. It's fine. We'll put your money through. Right. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, so, Tony, we did win a title here. I did want to cover that. Uh, I know this was mentioned on someone else's podcast. Yeah, the Las Vegas but, uh, Aces won last year's WNBA championship. I didn't realize that, that correct. they were the- and I did, I did run into them recently, uh, as a matter of fact. Really? Um, They're just I did. bumping around the streets, the aces? I walked down. Yeah, Asia Wilson. Although there was a lady um, in Corey's once who was, had to be six foot three. Um, and <laughs> so had therefore- an aces, like, warm-up on. She had aces oh. warm-up, like, kind of look on. And I'm like, you know, it's probably unfair of me to think this lady plays for the aces or is related to the aces in some way. But she is six foot three and wearing a full-on aces warm-up suit. <laughs> so, and they do, a lot of the aces do live in Henderson. So let, let's see here. If I, I looked it up, I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm like looking at the roster, like sitting there <laughs> trying to hide my phone. Like, which, who is this? Um, yeah, uh, we did go to the aces game. Um, uh, Brian invited us, uh, Brian and, and his wife invited us ever so nicely to go to the aces game um, for free to see for free, uh, like. the team and also the, it was free for us, yeah. I think uh, it wasn't free for them because um, I believe they had uh, had to pay for their daughter to do a dance um, class and then did, like, the halftime thing with the Raiderettes, which is cute. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, I, I haven't been to women's basketball before. I did watch some WNBA last year. The Aces are essentially a, the Harlem the, – they're an all-star team. Really? Uh, they start five all. They're starting five all stars. I mean, they're they're starting two MVP, former MVPs, 
they have last year's uh, most improved player, and then they have two other like just all star level players. That's their starting five. Um, they shot seventy one percent in the first half, which was I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at the stats. I'm like, does that say seventy one percent is what they shot? Wow. Um, they scored 50, they scored fifty six points in the first half. I know that doesn't sound amazing, but they play ten minute quarters. Yeah, yep. Uh, so they're playing ten minute quarters. They scored fifty six points in the first half, which would have put them on pace for the highest scoring game ever in WNBA history. Now, unfortunately, with about five minutes left, and they were up thirty in the fourth on Chicago, who had won the title before Vegas did. The year before Vegas won the title, Chicago won the title. They were up 30 on them in the in the fourth and then put in all their scrubs for the last six minutes. Only ended up winning by 15 because they only scored two points for the rest of the game. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Like, I was getting pissed off. I'm like, go for the record. <laughs> but um, they are tremendous. They were very sloppy. They looked like they were playing at about, I would say, a 2 out of 10 effort on defense for this particular game. But it didn't matter because once they dribble the ball down the court, they are doing behind-the-back passes, no-look passes, just Harlem Globetrotter. They might as well put a ladder up to the basket. And they're just scoring every time down the floor. Um, yep. Insane shit to watch. And, and the defensive rebounding and rebounding effort, just nah. They were hung over or something. They were just like, what? I can only try on one side. I was up late watching the nights. I'm, I'm trying on one one side of the court. I don't got it in me for the other side. So It was pretty remarkable. They are um, obscenely talented. The only thing that will keep them from winning the title will be themselves. So, yep. Uh, and they have they an Aussie. Get out of their own way, they'll do it. They do have an Aussie. Who is their Aussie? Carla George plays for the national That's team. Right, yeah. More strict yeah, center a, slash guard. They're an excellent. They're an excellent team. Yep. Uh, Chicago, on the other hand, uh, has kind of taken a slip a little bit. They did lose their best player to uh, us to Vegas, so <laughs> that does maybe hurt a little bit. But who wouldn't want to play in Vegas? Um, I think that's what the the Knights were saying after they won the cup because uh, nobody wants to leave now. They have a cup. They have a, a great fans, and it's 90 degrees here. Where the hell are you? I'm going to go back to Ottawa. Nope. Um, now, so that was amazing. Excellent to do that. The stamp set up, projector screens. Never have TVs in there, but they set some up yesterday for the games. We went to the stamp, and it was a, it was a great time. Now, you're rocking the merch. Is that something you do all the time or just because they um, uh, won the championship? I did wear this yesterday, actually. Um, but it uh, I had to let the appropriate amount of time pass before I wore it because it is a Station Casinos <laughs> freebie. Hoodie. Their sweatshirt is a freebie. Nice. I think it's a nice freebie, actually. It's it a is. good – it's got a nice vintage feel to it. And um, I uh, – I could, what could be more Vegas than getting your Golden Knights stuff from the casino? I don't see what could be could be better than that. I don't know. Getting uh, your I face needed, painted you a as an adult. Oh, no, that's What's just that? phobes. Getting your face painted as an adult, that's just phobes. <laughs> no, I uh, I kept the – yeah, no no face paint for me. I I avoided that. I, if I was going to do it, I'd do the kitty cat face paint, though. I think that would be cute. But, um, no – if you, you have to let the thing is with any of these station casinos clothes, I feel like a few months need to go by or else you'll start running into lots of people who also went to station casino to get their, um, their gear. So you sort yeah. of want to let enough time pass that people uh, won't be where it is funny <laughs> in the casino. You will see people wearing it 
out of the casino. I'm like, God damn. You had to go to the bathroom and change into your... Yeah, I, I never understand that. Even um, it happens here in Australia. Like it, it's a free bit of merch. It's something that you wear on a podcast, for example, when you're bumming around the house or you're celebrating a big Sit win. If house, you, yeah. yeah, if you haven't spent like $500 on merch, fair enough, wear it out then. But don't get sucked into their promotion. And how bad is your shirt in the first place that you need to change into it? It doesn't make you feel... Special. At least I wouldn't <laughs> feel special. I want to run that thing through the wash. I know it comes in a little bag. I get it. But I just, you know what? I'll feel better if I just pass that thing through the old washing machine one time. I'll, I'll feel a little a little more comfy getting, getting into that thing. Um, but it's a very exciting time here. The parade, Tony, they're doing the championship parade. Damn Las Vegas now, Boulevard. Tony, they're doing it down Las Vegas Boulevard. Ooh. And you'll never believe this. They're doing it Saturday night. Saturday, 7 p.m. <laughs> on the Vegas Strip. Are you going down? That's going to be so I'm easy not, to get in I mean, and out of. That's not going to cause any traffic issues at all on a Saturday night in it's Vegas. It's going to be both. It's going to be amazing, and it's going to suck <laughs> at the same time. I mean, yes. Chicago did it. Whenever Chicago did it, it sucked. I mean, but they're amazing. Um, the Grant Park um, and the parade and everything. Um, for the Bulls and all that. It was always amazing. I would love to go. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Going to We're going to the central coast of California for some to, for the, to be the Wine Engine podcast because we'll Ooh. be drinking lots of wine. Yeah. Nice. But um, I am very jealous. I think it's going to be incredible. Uh, it looked incredible out there last night. The crowds out in the plaza looked like they were really, they were really enjoying it, it. So, Yep. No, I, yeah. I always found parades in Melbourne weren't really an issue. Yes, it caused a little bit of chaos around the CBD, but we're built on a central hub idea with our public transport, so it's not like everybody drove into the city and it wasn't major tra- traffic thoroughfares. It wasn't like blocking up the freeway and shit like that. Yeah. I don't think the freeway will be that bad. Well, it will be on the 15 because It the will be on the 15, shit, yeah. It'll be bad. Um so, yeah, I guess maybe it's a blessing in disguise. I'll just get the pictures fed to me on Twitter and be like, damn, that looks fucking awesome. So yep. cool. It's it's dark out. The lights are reflecting off the cup. It's great. That's that's so good. Um, but now, I did want to say. What's the reaction, sorry, to, uh, with the no, broader good. sports public and a new franchise like the Golden Knights winning a championship so oh, early God. on? Do they hate it like they do in Australia when that happens to a um, new franchise? it is so funny um so i think i think brian understated even how important the knights are to vegas um i think the following here is anyone who who came here anyone who comes into las vegas you haven't been here since the knights existed but if you come into las vegas you will almost instantly go anywhere and you will realize oh shit everyone has a vegas golden knights Thing on their car. Every every bar you go into has really? the Golden Knights uh, neon light or the Golden Knights tin tacker or Golden Knights sign. Everywhere plays the Knights games if they have a TV. Every bar gets full for regular for a, for a regular season game. You can't sit at the fucking M Resort on a, during a regular season Knights game. That's cool. Um, the Knights are just part of the fabric of the town. It's just like everything else here. It it's just part of life, right? The Knights are around. Um, they do a ton of community events. I just found out yesterday, I'm like, no rest for the weary. I saw an article, it's like Jack Eichel will be serving 
up chicken tenders at Raising Cane's on Sahara on Thursday. I'm like, fucking got to do that community engagement already, <laughs> bitch. You're out there. Uh, they were doing like Mark Stone out pumping gas for people. They do so much community um, engagement stuff here all over town. Um, they're just part of it. The, they're part of the town. Um, and so that's why everyone's so excited for them to win. Now, the reason, the other reason, and this is the way that people have messed this up, um, is that there's this belief that Vegas is this um, tourist. It is a tourist town, obviously. There's a million tourists here. It's not yeah. like they just airdrop in people to work for the tourists there. Those no. people live here. They're just people who live here. But there's this belief that um, nobody cares about it. Nobody lives here. Uh, nobody actually can support the team here. Nobody actually buys it at all. Nobody. Uh, they have no. We have no fans here. Um, and that's just turned us into a heel, I think. I think Vegas is now a heel, and I think the city of Vegas has embraced that even more to make it even more part of the fabric of the community, is that everyone fucking hates the Knights. We fucking hate everybody, but we hope you come here and spend a lot of money, and we're going to be really nice to you. Um, it's sort of a twist on the Minnesota nice thing, uh, where... Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, you're a fan of the whoever. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, that's cool. Well, see ya. You know, here's your beer. You know, and thanks for the tip. Um, but I think there's a. I think it's become the heel of the NHL. I think Vegas is the best thing that ever happened to the NHL. They had to win to finish their journey as a heel, uh, to complete this cycle of being a heel, and now they will be firmly entrenched as a forever heel in the NHL. And I think that's so, I think that's awesome. It's good for the NHL. They got lucky. It's good for Vegas because they love it. Um, eventually we're going to suck. I get it. We'll see what it's like. Sucking. Everybody sucks. Um, everybody sucks. People, less people will go to the games when you suck. That happens in Chicago too. Don't act like that. Chicago's selling their stadium out and the Blackhawks are win like 12 games a year. They stink and nobody goes. <laughs> Buffalo stinks. Nobody goes, you know? And when Vegas stinks, less people are going to go, you know. Um, but I still think they'll sell pretty well just because of the visiting teams and everything. You'll still you'll still have to fill up the yep. stadium. We'll make money. Now, is that going to transfer anyways, over to a team yeah, was, like the uh, yeah. Las Vegas A's where you've got a shitty owner, no. where you're not going to have engagement, where you're not going to have that? It seems like the franchise has really built themselves or built themselves into the town rather than coming in and expecting the town to deliver for them, where the A's, I think, will be the exact opposite. Well, I think the A's are somehow already disliked. They don't even hear yet. We already hate them. Um, I think most people are very against the stadium. Um, almost, I mean, almost, almost every, I mean, I know I follow, I'm in a, I'm in a, a, a band box of just like my own ideas, but everyone I'm, in the area of does not want a bad stadium. Um, I think maybe Phobes is into it. He seems to be think that it sounds like the perfect type of neoliberal grift that he would be into of like, uh, let's dish out some money for this fucking stadium bullshit. Like, um, I don't think we should do it. Uh, I know the governor wants to do it and it's his like signature legislation for him. So fuck that guy. I don't know why we care what he wants. Um, but no, and, and dude, Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna get excited for the ten and fifty team. Nobody, the Raiders are like a half interest of anyone, and that's the biggest sport in the country. And and you know, people are half fascinated by that. Um, I 
I don't think the A's are going to have a whole lot of luck. Uh, they also, I will say with the stadium, I learned today as they've been reviewing the stadium proposal in the Nevada legislature that they're not building up any parking for the stadium, which I think is probably definitely not going to be a disaster at all. <laughs> no, because it's like Vegas is known for their great public transport system. There is, of course, right. the uh, monorail. And the vision the is monorail. to have people take the monorail. I'm not fucking with you. What? That's part of the proposal is that, yeah, people can take the monorail to the ballpark or whatever. I'm like, you fucking ever been to Las Vegas? Jesus Christ. Nuts. People are just going to fill up the MGM parking garage where they're going to charge $75 or something. You know, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's, it just baffles my mind. Like, I understand Vegas is a tourist town. And, yes, a lot of the fans are not going to be coming from a non-hotel. But there's still no public transport on the Strip. The, it's, a, it's a taxi no, Uber no. town. It's there's, not a public transport taxis, town. taxis, Uber, and people driving their car. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much how anybody gets, gets around. Um, it's, uh, it's bad. I, obviously, there's plenty of opportunity for public transport, Uh uh, Elon Musk is literally just taking advantage of it by doing something worse, you, you know, somehow, which is amazing. He's taking advantage of our lack of public transport, leveraging that into an even worse idea. Yes. Other than just putting in a fucking subway or something, you know. It's insane. Now, why not merge the two ideas? Not a monorail, <laughs> but like a light rail, but using tunnels. Now, there's an idea. Yeah, See, Quick and absolutely. effective tunnels. There's- so many interesting things you could do with that, but they just haven't. Now, are you I mean, able I think to drive the A's your are be car? A disaster. Are you able to drive your own car on the Hyperloop if it's an electric car, or it's got to be a Tesla? No. Or actually, I have never been in the Hyperloop. Um, it sounds bizarre to me. Um, I don't. I don't know. There's something awkward. Don't I have to get in like some guy's car. I mean, it's like a taxi, but I'm in a tube. I don't really. Yeah. I, I, I don't really understand it, got to be honest. I, I just thought it was like a series of tunnels that only Teslas could drive in. That's my understanding of it. No, it's – well, but it's only Teslas that are already down there. Yes, so I think that's actually it's the case. these Teslas that got plopped in there and they hired some drivers because they didn't have the self-driving function like ready to go yet or safe and the thing just like winds around on kind of a little track – and takes you between the resorts world and the convention center, I think. Two places where you can park for free, by the <laughs> way. So that's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> hey. I can park at the convention center for free or the resorts world for free. So that's Hey, cool. that, what can we say? That is the efficiency of private enterprise. That is the beautiful planning it? of private enterprise. Just go into where we need it's, it, people. It's really good. Um, but, yeah, no, that's, the, uh, that's the, my rant on various sports topics in Vegas, so I'm proud of that. Uh, why don't we move on and do some Discord stuff from our listeners? We haven't done that in a while. Let's. It'll take me a while to find the intro because it's been that long since we've done it, but look at me, I've found it. Now, where do you want to start? Uh, tell me a date and where we are on the beer engine so I'm not... You know what, I'm just going to start right in general here. Okay. We'll just go right down the channels. It's June 11th. Um, like this that. is from, from from our friend Nick, uh, who has 
realize that he is only da- he's down to two breweries to visit in Victoria. Um, one of them is called Buffalo Brewery. Yep, which is at the um, uh, Buffalo Ski Field, from what I understand, in the Victorian High Country. Yes, we do have mountains. Okay. You'll be able to see them from Mafra. Um, That's awesome. All right, I yeah, like that. kind of like Vegas, then, which is surrounded by mountains, yeah. but our mountains are actually many, 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 many miles away compared to Vegas. I was, I mean, I was, ours are very close. They're very near us. Yep. So uh, he has that one and then Mafco. And he's, then he's through, which is amazing. Can I tell um, you that we, I, how do I say this? Jimmy's, the head brewer, has put out the first beer that where he's had true control over what's going out the door. Because, you know, commercial brew house, you've got to brew what the owners want. And, and they they do a good job, don't get me wrong. But he's finally got his milk stout brewed the way he wants um, in the fermenter. Okay. It's all going well. Uh, he's using a verdant yeast, which is you see in a lot of hazy IPAs, but I'm hoping that's out of the fermenter in sort of three to four weeks' time. I'm not sure that'll be in time for Nick because he just needs to wrap this thing up. I'm feeling for the dude, don't get me wrong. Because um, it's been a long journey, but I'm excited to check out this milk stout because, uh, yeah, this is Jimmy's first, like, he, he's forging ahead with the direction of the brewery. So that's exciting. It sounds like he's um, not looking at doing it till next month. So he might, Jimmy might have some time to get this thing through because he, uh, he looks like he's shelving the visit till, yeah. till next month. Um, now, another piece uh, here I wanted to cover. I don't think this is worth a spot. In Vegas, uh, or in Vegas, it's, maybe it's coming to Vegas. I don't fucking know. Or in beer news here, but this is the this is the second. Uh, this is an Instagram post I put up from Miller High Life. Honey, delicious beer. Yep. Uh, this is a collab like this only happens once in a high life. Welcome to the nuttiest dive bar coming soon to the Champagne of Beers region in Milwaukee. With planners, I guess it won't come to Vegas. So um, it's a little tavern in a in a nut in a um <laughs> in a driving nut in a peanut so it's got a, it looks like a little trailer kind of it kind of looks like a wienermobile but a peanut that's what i was going to say right. it, it does very much look like the oscar Mayer wienermobile but uh with a peanut i thought i didn't know what was going on with the outside of it but it's the ribs from the peanut i get it now where yeah, do it you looks stick? like it's got it's not a dick veins. You don't think it's it's some <laughs> anything? It's fucking oh. cock driving down the road. How many people does this thing seat though? I feel like you could only fit in five people into that thing, and and the bar's yeah, I full. I think you're looking at I think you're looking at five or six people. But they, they it looks like they have a little setup. They do a little outdoor patio setup, so they put some fake grass down and some bar stools and some uh, bags, some uh, cornhole, depending on where you're from. Uh, we call it. I mean, whatever. If I were in Milwaukee, would I go get a high life from this? Sure. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm not opposed to Miller high life. Miller high life. Isn't too woke for me. I'll go have a Miller high life. I don't fucking like planners though. Planners did a beer with, um, they made a beer with noon whistle brewery once. I I don't know if we were recording yet when this happened. Probably not. They made an IPA. Tony, we can we can play the world's shortest untrapped game if I can find my phone, and uh, I I will this beer, um, 
I, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn. I, I think the statute of limitations is well passed on this, but um, Kel- Kelly's company was involved in the making of this beer. Um, Surely somehow. Kelly's purely 100% to blame for this. I, I don't know who else to blame. Um, excuse me. This was called Mr. IPA Nut. <laughs> so like Mr. Peanut, but Mr. IPA Nut. Did it have a monocle on the... Does he even it, have a monocle? It, it, the, it, the logo had the, the just the face kind of of Mister Peanut on there with a monocle, and uh, it was a it was brewed with Wakatu and Citra hops, and and peanuts and honey roasted peanuts. Um, what do you think? What do you think this gets on the uh, un, untapped? Two point. With, uh, sorry, it has it has um. 3,000 ratings or so. 2.77. Probably should be lower, but it's more like a 3.45 is what it's getting, which isn't great for a hazy IPA, I would say. Um, uh, I thought it was a strange thing. Um, now, what happened after that was, I believe, a couple years later, they they switched agencies. Um, and you will know, I, you, I think you do know the guy who they went with. It is a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. Oh, from Vayner Media. Yeah, that's right. I believe Gary V is involved in the baby was involved in the baby nut debacle. Oh, and that's making also, a lot of it, sense. I believe he may also be involved in in this uh, driving penis uh, thing. He um, is um, one of these people. That has been able to market the fact that he could market himself with no discernible talent. He is essentially Tony Robbins, but with only sort of corporate harms, if that makes sense. So I mean, he's just a total corporate speak yeah. weirdo. He's, he's a freak, yeah. Yeah, complete freak. This is why we need more private enterprise. Get more Gary V's in this world. That's what I say. Yeah, he he's out there hawking wine and shit too. I think I, I he's always been hawking wine. Yeah, that, that's how he got his fame. I used to watch it. It was it was fun then because I always thought of him like a a wrestling person, but for wine. He was kind of like the um, the Iron Sheik for wine, or the who's a non problematic wrestler. Kurt Angle, no. Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, non problematic wrestler. Stone Cold's probably okay. The Rock or Steve Austin. The Rock, okay, sure. The Rock is whatever yeah. he is, yeah. He's, he's the Rock of the wine world. Uh, he was actually more um, a um, a talker than an actual good wine reviewer. But, uh, yeah, he was entertaining in that way. But as a as a marketing person, oh, what a grifter. So why don't we go back to about, um, I don't know, I kind of want to cover some of Nick's Germany trip here. In some good stuff. Beer chat? Like the 20, 24th of May okay. in the beer chat. Um, going back. Going back, people. We'll do the 21st real quick because I like this picture of the Pilsner from Max Allotment. There's Adina from Human Robot. Um, an uber pale Pilsner definitely straddles the tightrope of light and delicate versus thin and watery. Sounds delicious. Thank you. Um, Nick Torque was in Germany. 
thank you for sharing all your photos. And guys, by the way, if you want to join our Discord and see some of these great pictures of German breweries, uh, if you have a plan, a trip to Germany planned, or are thinking about planning one, like me, someday, um, why don't you join our Discord? Send us a note, an email, or a uh, Instagram, or just go to our website, which is beerengineshow dot uh, com. I think um, close enough. Yes. It is beerengineshow.com, and you can click on the Discord uh, little picture at the bottom of the page. It looks like a little video game controller slash face. So um, you can get in there. Uh, so this was a working lunch, and oh, I'm only doing this so Nick can hear me pronounce these things. This is the only reason we're going this far, because he's going to love it. A working lunch and tour at at Brower, Brower, Browery, Browery? I'm not helping the German names. And this looks delicious. Yeah, I'm no good at the German stuff. Um, even though I, you want to look at me and you would think I would be. But this looks amazing. All these breweries look great. Uh, some nice pictures of, some, you know, maybe a dark lager here. Some pretzels. Um, just uh, some cool, like, vintage beer here. Uh, I actually posted this, Tony. There's a... Uh, I went to a Lambic event, I think I had mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, made you record on a Tuesday so I could go to a yep. Wednesday Lambic event at the Silver Stamp, where they had beers from a brewery called Lambic Fabrique from Belgium. They were on tour in the U.S., and they spent a day at the Silver Stamp. Great choice by them. You don't want to miss that. And uh, had some delicious stuff. Their, their, their beers were a bit punchy for maybe my personal taste from an acidity standpoint. The flavors were on point, and actually the one that I believe is in the, if you're looking at the menu, Tony, the um, with like the just white or unfilled, um, the second one down, yep. called Young and Wild, the Spontanelle, um, was very nice, just more of a goose blend, very funky, sort of floral, um, that was really delicious. The fruited ones were great, had a ton of fruit come through, but... They were really punching hard with the sour, so um, gave me a little hit a little heartburn situation. <laughs> they seem awfully right. alcoholic for a Belgian version of these beers. America, I expect they were to be strong beers. beers. They were, they were. I, I thank God we can only get five ounce pours, but um, as both my esophagus and my liver would have been crying, but hard enough, princess. Um, speaking of, uh, a, a strong beer here. This was PMAC, who's back. Welcome back, PMAC. Um, but he had bought a Mountain Culture. We talked about this, Tony. The Mountain Culture Bottle Logic. It was my beer uh, of the week. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yep. uh, collab. You said this was very good, so that's cool. Yeah, that you managed really to get his hands good. on that. Yep. Um, I got a new Deeds order in, by the way. Um, all right. And it's their Vanilla Porter, which is always good. They release it every year. And a peanut butter. Peanut butter brownie stout, and their dessert beers are always great. Um, not always over the top. This is not sugar in a can. It's a delightful beer. So, can't wait to get into that. We got uh, Nick at Giesengerbrau near the Munich Marketplace. Uh, Barrel aged Doppelbach. So done. Sign me up. Down for that. He also went to. Um, uh, and he said this. Yes, yeah, so he said this was good. He went to Augsburg for some Keller beer. Uh, this looks like nice, and this is like the original haze right here. This yes, from, it is. Uh, 
Yeah, Regal A. Wurzhaus. Regal Wurzhaus. And then in Munich at the Hofbrau Keller. Uh, and you got to uh, pay for a deposit to cover the cost of the, the glass. That that makes sense to me. Um, this, you know, uh, all looks yeah. fantastic. Got some Hofbrau beers and a big leader Stein. Very cool. Always keep an eye out at Aldi. Occasionally they get the Hofbrau beer in the second they do I snaff all Yeah, Hofbrau stuff's solid, yeah. Yep. You ever go to the Hofbrau house here, Tony? I think I did, yeah. You did, yeah. It's it's all right. It's yeah. big. Yeah, it is big a massive space, actually, yeah. Decent decent food, though. Um, decent German food. It's pretty good. We've got a Hofbrau house um, in Melbourne. And then we had, uh, on his last day in Germany here, in Tengernsee in southern Bavaria, Lakeside Brewery with some Hellas. Um, oh, he's at the Aperol Spritz Beach Club. Very pretty. You can see the Alps there. Nick, thanks for sharing all that stuff with us. Um, and if you haven't looked at that stuff yet and you're in our Discord, don't skip it. Good stuff. Um, we got Max here taking a look at this is now this is a New England tap list. I didn't I don't know where he is specifically. But he let's take a look at this beer list here, Tony, that that uh, Max sent us and see if there's something that really stands out to us. So we got well, the other half, we got some foam. Yep. We got some Fidens, some Threes in Hudson Valley. Can I tell Jack's you what I'm, I'm getting? Yeah. And I know it's not yeah. exciting, but the second column, the bottom entry. Allagash White. I mean, you can't – that's a beer that you can order at any time and not be – nobody will – No, nobody who's ever been interested in beer will pick on you. Yeah. For that. That's cool. You can have that all you want. Um, you know, I loved Foam. Yep. Uh, that's a great brewery. I think I would do the Schilling. I think I'm going two two beers here, you know, at least. Oh. So I'm getting the Schilling, the, the, the Dark Lager. And I think I'm going with, I think I'm going with the Foam or the Dead Wax or the Light Cloud. No, I'll do the Foam, Dead Wax. I'll be responsible. Um, I think I would do the foam dead wax, the six, the seven percent IP, six point eight percent IPA. Uh, okay, so my order is going to be substantially different. Allagash White, because we just don't get it here. I know how well yep. made it is. I know how much it's available. So I'm getting that. Then I have to get something from other half, uh, and I would probably yeah. go, of course, Pastry Town, um, Skunk Number Four. BA Rocky Road, that sounds amazing, 15%. Um, and then maybe even the Ryan, Reinsdorf Kolsch to round things out. Just be all yeah, over the shop. Where is the pastry show? Where the hell is this? Um, other half, second column, second entry. Oh, shit, Pastry Town, sunk number four, BA Rocky Road. Yeah, I'd probably... I'd probably end up getting a, like, half pour of that at the end. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm a sucker for anything like that. You know that. All right. Very cool. Great menu. Thank you, Max, for sharing that. Um, oh, Griff's Drunk Uncle. Welcome back to Griff's Drunk Uncle having a Carlsberg. Oh, wow, this is so long ago. Game 7, Celtics versus Heat. What a fold job by the Celtics, by the way, in that game. I still Love haven't it. forgotten that. Yep. Boston took it on the chin during these playoffs. They lose in the first round in hockey. 
then they they force the game seven in the NBA against Miami and go home only to just get totally embarrassed. Uh, and then the the form the Bruins the guy who was the Bruins coach last year wins the cup with the Knights. Um, so just fucking amazing. Couldn't really happen good. to just a nicer like, town. <laughs> right, Sports three town. digs right at Boston. Yeah. Um. Here's some here's some story from uh. Corey. Here's, here's a new story from Corey. A new story from Corey. Look at that. It rhymes. Getting good at this. <laughs> oh, this is from Uni Watch. I actually used to read this many years ago um, when he was on ESPN, Paul Lucas, and uh, he he just posts like design things or stadium or, or like uniform mishaps and stuff. But this is um, the bud that had misspelled a Memorial tri- Memorial Day tribute, and it's true on the. Uh, LED sign around Dodger Stadium. It says, this bud's for our heroes, H-E-R-O-S. Corey says, perhaps they were honoring sandwiches, which is funny to think about. I don't know why. why, Do we spell here? Maybe you do spell the sandwich different than the the We don't use that word for sandwiches, but um, yeah, they definitely should have an apostrophe there. I actually don't know. Who uses hero? I don't know what part of the country calls it a hero. I think Hoagie is like Pennsylvania. And I think, uh, I know here, I think we just call it a sub sandwich. I don't know, whatever. What about uh, Jersey? T Woods with the Jersey? I don't know. What is, what the, wait, wait, type, what does Jersey call a sub sandwich? It's called a oh, Hoagie or sub. It's going to, South Jersey says it's a Hoagie. So, um, T Woods drinking W Toods drinking some Bourbon Burl Creek from Dovetail sounds yummy. Me drinking a delicious lager from a couple of weeks ago, the Japanese style dry lager from Occidental from Portland. I like that Fantastic. style of beer. I've got to oh, say, I love it. It's so easy to drink too, isn't yeah. it? It's like nice and refreshing, really good. Oh, by the beer. way, just to toot Mafco's horn again. Um, the uh, second um, turn of lager has gone through the brewery and it's going to mm-hmm. finish up nice and dry. That Kavike yeast um, is really right. ploughing through. Um, it's going to finish nice and dry, so can't wait to try that. Killer. We had Max Allotment going to Billy Lagerfest um, by, from Human Robot uh, a couple of weeks ago. There were so many breweries of this. I was showing it to... Um, to, Ke- to Kelly, and we were just, like, overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of breweries to drink lager from. But there were so many that stood out to us. Uh, obviously, Burial's on there. Um, not even really known for lager, but they make a couple good ones. Yep. Halfway Crooks is on here. Blue Jacket is a good one. Forest in Maine, Foam, North Park from San Diego. Other half. I mean, there's just so many. Not to mention Goldfinger and Dovetail from Chicago. Um. And it looks like they were pouring big-ass fucking pours based on this picture of Max. Um, so usually at a beer fest, you get your little, you know, five-centiliter, five you know, pour yep. or whatever, tiny little pour. This They are pouring you a full-ass, you know, 20-ounce stein, imperial stein or whatever, of um, looks like maybe some Czech dark lager, Schwartz beer or something here, so... Fuck yeah. Yep. Um, and then 
Some Goldfinger Danube vanilla or Vienna vanilla vanilla fucking pastry ass. Uh, Goldfinger Danube Vienna lager, um, which they were doing from can pours, which is awesome. Uh, Pmac posted up some beers that he's drank in the last couple weeks here at some Coopers. I saw there's a Coopers pub in the Melbourne airport, so I was kind of like, that's funny. Anytime you um, can get your hands on some vintage ale, especially an old release. Do it. That Looks beer awesome, is man. fucking underrated in Australia, I'm sure. P Mac and, and Nick will agree. I fucking love that thing. It's outstanding. We got some we got some wild citrus IPA here. I don't quite know what I can't quite tell what the brewery is here, but it's got the Yeti on it. Yeah. It's an independent um, logo, so it could be an American. It could be one of the Colorado breweries for all we know. We got Got Roger Ramjet from Boat Rocker, which is funny because we did we talked about Roger Ramjet just recently, uh, the is. cartoon. Some bracket, uh, a double dry hopped IPA with Laurel called oh, "Is It a Banger?" I love that. He's name. all look good. Got some barrel aged Ramjet. Got some barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, this and that's guy's, from um, man's living it up. Oh, that's from Bracket as well. I'm excited to get into your beer scene. All these beers look delicious, so I'm, I'm yep. ready to get my hands on some What's of these. a bracket? I don't know whether I've had much bracket stuff. I'm sure I've had some of yeah. it because that logo looks familiar to me, and I think it was good. This coffee stout, and this coffee stout sounds amazing. No, he had a tough pour here. Went a little hot with the pour. <laughs> um, but this looks like, I mean, I like a coffee. I'm, I've talked about this before. I often can't tell about Coffee stout, if I if you're using like a high end coffee or not, I, I but when think, you really go really high end single origin and you're doing like a series of it, then I'm getting half interested because I'm wondering, especially without any barrel on this, can I pick out what's unique? Right. So this was made with Columbia anaerobic natural process coffee. So I'm guessing you're going to have a pretty um, for, like you're going to be looking for a somewhat fruity, maybe slightly more acidic coffee yep. flavor out of that versus your more traditional, I guess, well, chocolate and caramel and or chocolate and like traditional coffee flavors or whatever. But I think you'll get more fruit flavors, but I don't think you'll get anything acidic. I just think it's the nature of putting it in, into beer. You don't tend to draw acidic flavors, even when you right. push it into the sour realm. Um, those flavours aren't coming from the coffee bean itself. You're getting no hot water extraction, so therefore those compounds just right. don't come out. Um, yeah, I I want to believe that you you're actually correct, but I'm I'm not sure whether you are correct. Whether there is that much um, for most people um, nuance in coffee beans, but I get sucked yep. in and buy it all the same. I I, I mean I do it all the time. I. I, I, I'm going to the Central Coast, I said, and I'm already asking our hosts. I'm like, oh, can I, you guys got a coffee shop I can hit up? Or I got to buy some beans or whatever, you know, I'm going to need them. Uh, last thing I wanted to go into here, because we're going to, uh, we've already talked about the um, Nick Torque's uh, visit to Carwin Cellars. We did that last week, but we did have Max Allotment with this nice picture of some Kolsch. Suarez made me miss Suarez. Quite a bit. I love Suarez. Those beers are fantastic. He said this could easily be his Desert Island, Desert Island Island beer. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Max, for sharing that. And then I put some news that we're going to cover down here um, about Anchor Brewing, but we're going to save that for our news segment. That's cool. Cool, cool. 
Um, little more, I think we can do here. Uh, have a little bit of in the kitchen action um, yep. that I want to go to. So why don't we go back to? Oh, how much of this food do I want to cover? Um, a lot of it because it's German food and German it is, food yeah. is delicious. Let's keep going. Why don't we hit? Why don't we start at the Doritos bag? No, we'll um, go back further than the Doritos. I'm five. You're going back farther? Yeah, let's go. Oh, no, Doritos bag's good. Perfect. I think Doritos bag's good. I think we talked about these fish and chips already, so. Yep. Um, so this is interesting. So uh, Corey posted about the Doritos tangy ketchup chips. Now, Tony, I'm not one. I don't spend a lot of time at... Um, I'm sort of bougie in a lot of ways. If you weren't, if you guys couldn't tell, <laughs> um, and I don't, the grocery stores in Vegas are mm, like your normal grocery stores. Like you go to the Albertsons, pretty grim scenes. I gotta say, at the Albertsons on Boulder Highway at Tropicana, um, it's not the most attractive shopping experience. I would say so. Uh, and this is the place where you can get all these fancy Doritos. So I need to get my ass in there and get some of these fancy Doritos because they have the ketchup ones, which I want to try. And even more so, they have these hot mustard Doritos. And I really, really want hot mustard Doritos. Those sound awesome to me. A ketchup chips I know are very popular in Canada. I don't yep. know if you if you have them I, I don't know if that's a commonwealth wide thing or just a canada thing with the ketchup chips like we do have them for sure um and they are i will say not my everyday go to chip but i enjoy them for a change normally on potatoes rather than on a corn chip but yeah i enjoy a tomato yeah, sauce yeah, chip same here it's usually i mean in canada it's usually um we actually have more ketchup chips now it used to be only canada the ones we don't have that I think are uniquely Canadian are the all dressed. Yeah. Um, which just have this mysterious ketchup, like herb, many spice flavor. Um, and those are good as hell, but they're they're You can't find them here. I don't know why we can't import the fucking chips, but whatever. <laughs> the thing to look out for in Australia, if they only release them once a year and I'm, I'm never sure what time of year they do it. If I see them in the supermarket before your trip, I'll get you a packet but we often get a meat pie or a meat pie and sauce flavored chip, and they're oh pretty my God, delicious. That sounds good. Yeah, Kelly. Um, I mean, I love it too, but she is just hooked on the grocery store. So we will be going to your local. We will be at the Police. IGA. We will be living, moving, hanging out at the IGA. Yep. Um, or or yeah, or the Woolies. Um, yep. We'll be because that she chips and candy. We are we are flying home with chips and candy. There's no way we're, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, all right, Nick Torque in Germany, Lieberkass and Keller beer, Lieberkass. Now, I know that. That's a sausage. Um, looks like you got some, maybe some warm potato salad here would be my guess. Yeah. Um, German I like that German food. potato salad. Not great on the eye, but great in the stomach. Always delicious. Yeah, it tastes great when you're eating it. Yeah, Lieberkass is, does have a unsettling look about it with the color, but... Um, Looks nice with the egg there, though. I would, I think, with the egg and everything, that'd be nice. Now, this this looked good, Tony. This roast suckling pig with potato dumplings. You're not telling me that don't look good with the gravy that, and everything. Goddamn, that looks pretty amazing. Absolutely killer. Yeah. We got some pretzels here. We got a um, oh yeah, bre- brezen with 
with butter. We'll say butter and soft Bavarian cheese with paprika. Now that sounds nice too. A little, I like one thing I do like about German food though is they'll dress stuff up with the red onions and stuff. Now Scott Conant, famous chef, hates raw red onion. I'm with you. I am in disagreement. I enjoy a little raw or marinated red onion there on something to to kind of give it a little sharpness. Uh, I am I am pro a little red onion with that, especially with cheese and butter like that. Kind of cut the richness of that. Not bad. See, I, I have a sensitivity to the sharpness of the um, raw red onion if it's um, been dredged in some water or some vinegar, taking the edge right off. Then I'm for it. But um, if it's just red raw onion. It's just too powerful for me and takes you can over. Just, see, I just rinse, you just rinse it with yeah. some water and you pull the bitterness or the, sh- the real sharpness out of it. Um, I actually marinate them sometimes. You just put a little, like, I mean, honestly, I will just salt and pepper them and let them sit in a little bowl for like 20 <laughs> minutes and you'll pull out some of the, some of the sharpness. And let the, yeah, great. Uh, this was hilarious to me. I don't think we talked about this. No, uh, we haven't had any brew dog news lately, so I have to, have to cover this. This was from June, first weekend in June. I saw this post, I couldn't believe it. And <laughs> it says, uh, Brew Dog Las Vegas are hosting an epic two course meal and beer tasting on the legendary Vegas bar and restaurant rooftop with James Watt, Brew Dog CEO and co founder. So I'm not, so it says arrival and welcome. So, okay, let me finish it. This is set to be an amazing experience featuring the best of our Vegas menu, perfectly paired with our craft beer choices. The evening will be rounded off with a Q&A with James Watt, thank God. Um, don't, let your, don't let your ass get anywhere near his hand during that Q&A, would be my advice. Uh, an arrival from Welcome Drink at 7, first course served from 7.30, with a second course at 7.35, you're out the door by 7.50. <laughs> Sounds like... Um, so I've never heard a two-course meal described as epic. That seems brewdoggy. That seems like a word reserved for like eight courses or or a linea twenty-two courses or some shit. You know, not <laughs> yeah. Two course a two-course meal is fucking dinner. I had a salad and a sandwich. You know, fucking <laughs> two courses. Uh, Fuck. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. That's very funny. Um, I don't know what the Q and A looks like. Uh, I'm sure it's just some of the dumbest ass questions on earth. So I would guess most people who went to this fucking stumbled in from the street would be my guess. They just yes. were yep. walking around Vegas Boulevard. Uh, Brewdog has sort of a, a host downstairs where, but like where their entrance is. Um, you have to get into an elevator and go up to, to where their, their space is. And um, I'm sure she was just on the street. He or she was on the street just being like, Hey, do you want to go to the two course dinner for 40 bucks or whatever. And somebody was like, okay. All right. um, uh, sucks people. Then in. we had Nick, Nick back, back at it. Two brothers, Kung Fu rice lager at Q barbecue in Springvale. So he's got some burnt. Okay. So this, this was a whole thing. They ordered burnt ends, potacos, brisket wings, jalapeno and cheese and dewy sausage, pulled pork and a double Wagyu mash burger. Plus all the fixings. Now, first of all, all this food looks delicious to me. Um, I'm not a big fan of creamy coleslaw, to be fair, but the rest of it looks great. Um, the, the Wagyu st- smash burger, I'm not sure you need a Wagyu smash burger, but the burger itself looks good from what I can see of it. But what else are you going to do with the trim from the Wagyu? That, that, that's great marketing. Sure. 
It, it is, yeah. But I, I needed to know what a pataco was. Um, so Nick posted the menu here. We had a pataco is a ho- house-made crispy potato cake taco filled with your choice of smoked barbecue goodness, shaved cheddar, Bama slaw, and pico de gallo. So they essentially make a little skinny potato cake and stuff it with all this stuff so, with meat and cheese and slaw and everything. I mean, now, this looks delicious. Look up, <laughs> uh, potato cake. Australia, I'll see if that comes up. A potato cake in Australia is normally a slice of potato that has been battered, sometimes called a potato scallop, but that is incorrect. That is um, the New South Wales people, they are incorrect. A slice of potato that's been battered and then deep fried, and I'm guessing that's what's happened here, but taken to an extreme where they become sort of hard, and then they're, when they're deep fried, they're, they're probably put into a form to, to give you that shape. Yeah, I was going to say they're probably forming it, right? They're probably, I mean, my only fear with being able to make these is like, can I, am I consistently able to get a potato big enough to cut into this type of shape? <laughs> well, the other option is to mash it up and then... That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought they, I assumed they mashed it up, uh, mixed it with a bit of binder, egg or flour or something... You, there's enough um, starch in the potato. You don't need a binder. I think so. Okay, yeah. So then they're just mashing it up. They're they're trying to get it into some kind of mold, yep. and then they're um, frying this bad boy up to make sure that they don't run it. Because you're not – good luck finding a potato, the biggest-ass potato ever, if you're going to get a slice like that off it to fold all that meat into. But anyways, I would absolutely – get this this looks delicious to me what do you yep. think tony is this oh, is this good yeah anything with a potato i would fuck around with without a doubt and, and the pataco is not a australian delicacy of any note it's no. just, just this place just this place i tell you what is so getting I a lot of traction find this place, yeah. <laughs> on tiktok that i haven't sent you yet because i think you're really well versed in the subject and i think even Australia's gourmet versions of it won't measure up to the authentic versions that you've had at, at numerous gas stations around your nation. And that is the birria taco is starting to take off in Melbourne in a huge way. Yeah, we, we have to uh, – um, I, I need to go get more. I've had plenty of them here. They, they make me feel very bad. Um, they taste amazing, but I feel quite horrible after I eat them. Because you, you have to get, I mean, you can just get birria, sure. But you pretty much have to get quesabiria. You have to get it with the cheese and everything in there. Of course. And then you're dipping it in the consomme and everything. Oh, God. It's just like, I mean, you feel so greedy. Like, my face feels so, I feel like I'm going to get zits or, like, break out every time I eat it. Like, this is a call out to Nick. Now that your <laughs> jet lag is, you're getting over your jet lag, let's make a, a mandate for the Mill Brewery, which we've been to in the past. Nick knows why I want to do this, but they've got birria tacos at the mill now, um, and they looked amazing on TikTok. So I think we need to set that up. I'll leave it with are, are you, you doing, Are they doing birria with, with goat or with beef there, would you say? Um, I'll see if I can find it on most the mill. People, most places do it with beef here. There are, very few, there are a handful of legit places that do it with goat, but most places are making birria with beef. Now, I've had plenty of goat back in the day in Australia, but I'm not sure when it comes to the um, birria taco what they're doing, whether they're actually doing it with goat. I'm guessing 
99% of places in Australia, probably 100% of places are actually um, using um, using beef. So yeah, you guys raise so much beef, so it would make sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so let's jump over to Celsi Central. Um, now we have some big, there's the biggest Celsi event of the year is upcoming, Tony. Of course. Of course. In just a, a few short weeks, the official seltzer bracket will be dropping. Um, actually, I, I, I did get to witness uh, some work being done on it um, uh, just recently. So they're, they're working out the, the details here. They're submitting nominations for new editions. Uh, I, I said they should have to write like full-on like paragraph entries to nominate a new seltzer to enter the bracket, but they disagreed with me on that. <laughs> But uh, Corey posts this. There are now monster, monster brand seltzers. So these are from um, uh, who? What is this? Okay, let me click this link. So these are called the Beast Unleashed Monster Seltzer Variety, and they're pack. hard. So we got what are these flavors? We got these are based on the flavor of the original Monster Energy drink. They don't seem to have. Energy, you can't. Yeah, you can't make that anymore. That's no. illegal here. Moonshot, like I think, or whatever. was a um, Sam Adams product, and I think they were the ones that ruined it for everybody. That for loco, and uh, oh, I, loco. Not, I, I, I recall the the original version of this was called Sparks, and I uh, it was really disgusting, and I had it a few times. Um, so Mean Green is modeled on the flavor of the original Monster Energy drink. Okay, these are the flavors. Mean Green, White Haze, Peach Perfect, and Scary Berries. Uh, mean Green, original Monster Energy drink, gross. I mean, that shit's disgusting. White Haze should taste similar to Citrusy Monster Energy Zero Ultra. Uh, <laughs> okay. Perfect Peach is modeled on the Monster and Energy flavor, Ultra Peachy Keen. And all of the... Uh, oh, sorry. So that's all of it. Wait, okay, so we had Mean Green, White Haze, Perfect Peach, and Scary Berries. Scary Berries didn't get a description, but I'm guessing it tastes like berries or yep. something. Um, I hate the taste of energy drinks. I hate it. Tony, I hate it. So this was not for me. I, I am not going to be trying this or getting involved with this or touching this. I hate energy drink taste. I don't do energy drinks. Not part of my... Um, part of my world i must say i'm i'm not a huge fan of them i'm i'm not disgusted by them but why would you pick an energy drink when you can pick something that's actually delicious i mean i'll just drink a cup of coffee if i really need like yep. a boost but these things are um hell drink an underberg it's got b vitamins in it and it'll be <laughs> fine you know whatever you need to do this um it's good to get back into discord i know we've been neglecting it but people haven't been they've been doing an amazing job. Thank you for everybody who's contributing. We Absolutely. even saw um, a guy from another podcast that was trying to do some self promotion in the in the kitchen. Yeah, what is that? Which is yeah, what not is really surprising. He is a publicity whore who spends all his time <laughs> on social media. So yeah, he's post. He's got posteritis, Brian. Um, all right. Well, that was yeah. Tony's exactly right. Great times. Good. To, I appreciate everyone. Getting there, of course, if you want to join the Discord, like I said, go to our website, click on the little Discord link. You will be 
instantly added to the Discord. It's it's amazing how that works. Um, All right. Let's do the logger of the week, Tony. Griff's logger of the week. Griff's logger of the week. Ooh, Tony, um, I guess my logger of the week, I haven't had a lot of new stuff, is the Iinger Bavarian Pills. Uh, I drank some Iinger Bavarian Pills at Silver Stamp while I watched the Knights win the cup, and that was a nice pairing. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I can't can't beat it. Doesn't doesn't need any further real uh, explication besides that. Go get yourself some Iinger Bavarian Pills. I'm full on into the ales at the moment, so nothing from me. Onward we move. Onward we move. Hi, Tony. Hit it. Well, I've been drinking a lot of beer lately, and um, which is not surprising. But I haven't um, haven't been scoring them as highly in general. They're like all my beers used to be four and above, but I'm I'm starting to score a lot of three point seven fives. But it doesn't mean that I still won't give five away like they're going out of fashion. And there was only mm-hmm. one this week, and. It was by a little brewery from the Blue Mountains region, from Katoomba, a little brewery called Mountain Culture. Nice. Um, this is shock horror, a hazy. Uh, this is the Delish. way, spelt W-E-Y. Um, it is an amazing hazy. Uh, what's the description? Um they visited Vitamin C Brewing in Weymouth, South Boston. Their hazy IPA were especially thick. The snowdrift constant and the pizza base is ultra thin, a.k.a. bar pie. And it became obvious for their like, love of Star Wars was as great as ours. This is why we're releasing this double Nipah tandem on the 4th of May, the official Star Wars holiday. Okay, enough with the Star Wars people. Just it's completely overrated. With this experimental malt bill and dry hopping routine using Vic Secret, Mosaic and Citra, um, expect a tropical fruit salad of flavours and a thick, silky body. Um, crack it open and may the force be with you. So that was their description of it. Uh, 282 check-ins. Did you want to take a guess? Knowing that I give away fives like they're candy. Good candy, though. What was the alcohol on this? Uh, Seven point. Three. Such a good amount. Um, Not too big. 4.28. Son of a bitch. 4.27. You're always on point with Mountain Culture. (laughs) Mountain Culture and Burial are in the same universe to me. Um, I feel like I can pick. I feel like I have a a vibe for for Mountain Culture. Um, All right. My night. uh, Boy, uh, I got to go with a couple here. I got to go sour and, and... out again and i think i'm gonna go with these two that i drank back to back kind of at silver stamp on sunday uh opened up some treats 
you know, so the owner of the Silver Stamp, uh, Rose, who is one of the few certified Cicerones in in Nevada, probably the most important one of the one of the handful of the most important beer personalities to ever be in Las Vegas. Uh, she loves uh, uh, some stone fruit. And she and I are on the same wavelength on this because I will drink a sour with stone fruit all day, every day, forever. Agreed. So I had to bring this in to try at the bar. This was called Cuvée de Fuzz from Fontaflora, uh, which is a brewery in sort of the Asheville-ish area of North Carolina. Distinctive three different, a uh, distinct blend of three different years of our beloved Funk Fuzz. It was the 2018, 2019, and 2021 vintages blended together. Uh, 6.4%, uh, a fantastic, easy, somehow easy drinking, lightly, pretty, pretty tart, but like not, not killer tart. Tastes like biting into a fresh peach. Even got that pithy, not pithy, what's it, like the skin of the peach finish. Yep. Um, which I love. I don't know how you capture that, but I love that somebody is able to capture that flavor. Um, Tony, what do you think the rating is on this? It only has 151 check-ins. 4.38. Yeah, you got it. It's 4.35. Yes. Um, very, very nice rating for a 6.4%. Agreed. Tower. And the other one I want to hit, uh, I went full-on gloop mode. Um, nice. Embrace full, the gloop. I wouldn't even call it gloop. This is pastry mode, I guess. It's just pastry. It's not gloop. But it felt it did come out pretty thick. Um, so due to an injury in the silver stamp bartending crew, they recently hired someone um, who was a for, who is still a bartender, I believe, at Beer Zombies. Uh, and this feller is a very nice guy, but he is maybe runs uh, slightly contrary to the traditional silver stamp taste makers uh not just sour and lager this guy will he will fuck around with stout all day and some hazy and even some gloopy fruity beers um which we were lucky enough to try some <laughs> the other day this is not one of those i mean it's fruity in its own way but this was ba triple droop from other half and horus a um a ba imperial stout with cacao nibs pecans and coconut you know I'm loving my coconut stout, and this was full-on coconut madness. Now, I will say, compared to most things I've had from Other Half and Horus, the sweetness was fairly muted. Uh, the coconut came through nice. The barrel punched at its weight. I'm going to give that credit to Other Half, because their <laughs> stuff it, it, like comes through with the barrel. Um, and this one did, so this was really nice. I shared it around and because now i'm like oh shit we got this new guy at stamp and he likes stout i can start bringing in my stouts baby let's get some of these out of the door um so i uh i brought some stout and i shared it even with all of our sour uh friends and i was like all right beware it's a little sweet and they they were like actually it's not that sweet and i'm like all right we did it we found a good one so nice job by those guys that was delicious so those are my beers of the week Tony, why don't we do uh, a non-Bud Light edition of Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News? Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Um, so uh, I was I was quite surprised to see a bit of beer news come through our friend Brace Belden 
at the True Anon podcast, our, our parasocial relationship friend. We don't actually know this guy or have any relationship whatsoever other than listening to his podcast. <laughs> um, but um, uh, apparently he had worked at uh, Anchor Brewing Brewing at some point. There you go. I didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah, he did. He was he was on the uh, he was on the production line in some way. So he reposted this from Dave Infante, who's a, a, a beer writer in in the San Francisco area, I believe. And um, he had heard that Sapporo has decided to cease production of Anchor Brewing's historic Christmas ale. Very depressing. It will no longer produce the brand's portfolio. No Anchor beers will be produced for sale outside of California. And uh, this was confirmed. And uh, this is insane behavior to me. So uh, what what Brace, I believe, says here is um, they, uh, well, first of all, they knew, knew they were going to make some intensely stupid business, business decisions. And this was the first big change Sapporo made after buying at the brewery. And it's their hideous brand branding change from the traditional anchor steam badge uh, badge to the um, yellow cans or whatever these are. Yep. Um, now, recently, Sapporo had purchased Stone. This they seem to be clumsily following the AB InBev model. Um, now they're putting automation. This, this is funny. Anchor is one of SF's most famous exports. Uh, the brewery is the second largest manufacturing facility in the city. Uh, the stuff I'm hearing is crazy. Automation put in machines to uh, so slow it significantly dropped production capacity. Tanks of Christmas <laughs> ale sitting around. Management with no game plan for the road ahead. Um, eventually, they found out no Christmas ale this year due to its time-intensive and costly brewing and packaging requirements. Distro of rest of portfolio pulling back to California only. Our strongest market represents 70% of the brewery's business. And... Um, they, uh, they. I mean, the, the crazy thing is, and Brace eventually points this out, that Christmas sale is is by far one of their biggest sellers. Yep. Yeah, it and is. This so, is. It, it, it's just crazy to think about them just, uh, just leaving that behind. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, I could get uh, two beers from Anchor um, in Australia on a regular basis. One with steam. And the other was Christmas Ale. That were the only two beers that I could get hold of. And always delicious too. I mean, the Anchor Christmas beer was always a tasty, yeah, always a tasty one. Always a little different every year, yeah. Um, and I thought a little more traditional. A lot of the Christmas beers I like are, I would call them, maybe not the traditional flavors of Christmas, like uh, uh, Celebration Ale, which is just a fresh hop IPA, and. Um, Nutcracker, which I think also is a pretty hoppy beer, um, maybe more of a yeah, utilizing the hops uh, to make sort of a warm spice taste in a way, but it's different, you know. Um, so this was one of the ones that I liked a little bit, um, along with Schlafly Christmas, that utilized more of like a botanical or or or, or um, herbal type flavor that you might say is more familiar to Christmas, but. Um, hey, that's too bad about Anchor. That's one of the, that's pretty much, I mean, one of the three most pioneering, most important breweries in the history of American brew. Okay, brewing, I've got right? one I mean, of the from a craft standpoint, right? What's what's the third? Um, Sierra Nevada? Anchor? I think Sierra Nevada. Fat Tide? I think Anchor. 
And then I'd say someone like, I mean, there's got to be someone in the Midwest that came in early, you know. Um, I don't know if we, I mean, what was that one in? Um, Allegash? No, I don't know. There is another one that I can't, I can't pull the name out of my ass. Um, but there is a, a, oh, I can't, I can't remember. I have to go back and look at the book that I read that had all this history in it. But there was a, a, a brewery, New, New Albion? New Albion. Oh, right? New Albion. But New Albion, I don't think is important because it, it, it only lasted a couple of years. So, um, yeah, and certainly had an imprint on Sierra Nevada, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, consider them important um, like Sierra Nevada and um, Anchor, which definitely, because Anchor was the first startup of any sort of brewery um, since the 50s, I think. Because yeah. prohibition really um, put a put a cap yeah, on was, what America was doing with bees. It was probably just Anchor and Sierra Nevada, and then you know you could probably lump another one in if you wanted. Do you want to say Boston beer? Would you want to say, um, or would you want to say someone later that sort of up to the game a little bit, like Dogfish or Brooklyn? Or <laughs> that's interesting. Um, if this is a, a topic with notice for next week for the you and I. We will go back and we will do our Matt Rushmore of beer. So we'll just call it beer. Um, and it's got to be brands rather than people. So we're not just getting Ken Grossman and, and people, but beer brands, and we'll put them on Mount Rushmore. Um, All right. Sounds like a Bill Simmons podcast situation. Let's oath. do it. And, and then we'll <laughs> revisit this in like two to three years. Um, we'll yeah, which ones have sold or whatever. We should do a um, rewatchables on just purely beer themed movies. There's only been a handful of. <laughs> Let's them. watch the Untapped. I, I always said we should watch the Untapped movie live, <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. I think we'd have to like stream it or something. Um, a watch it just along. Seems so silly to a me. live watch along. Yeah, do it on. We'll do it on Discord or Twitch or something. Um, all right. Well, here's some fun news. Bush Light. Hey, Bush Light launches new peach flavor beer at the height of lake season. I, I, I made the mistake of clicking on like some local news, uh, uh, Topeka local news fucking thing. Uh, I'm like, at the height of lake season, what the fuck are you talking about? WIBW. I, just, I, you know what? I was like, I'm rolling with it. Yeah, this is from WIBW in Topeka. As many Kansans take to the lakes, they recognize an old favorite with a new flavor as Bush Light Peach. Takes to the shelves. Um, now you know I love stone fruit, Tony. <laughs> so, do I need to have my eyes open for some bush light peach? They're bringing it in 12, 24, and thirty pack. God, I can't even get a fucking six pack of this. Christ. Come on, dude! Look at the brand. This is not as I was going to ask. Does this qualify as, as for the bracket tournament, even though it's beer, because it would have no beer flavor? This, of course, is bush light. Does it classify as a seltzer? But you got to remember, this is Bush Light. Does Bush Light even come in a six pack? I only ever think of it as a twelve or twenty four pack thing. I mean, or probably not. I mean, I, I don't know if you can buy a six pack of Bush Light. It's fair enough, but uh, I do love I do love peach. So maybe this is something I would be able to tolerate when I'm out on Lake Mead, uh, you know, crashing into various corpses. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. Does it sound good? Would you? You would drink this, right? You would have one of these. Fucking oath. Yep. Okay. I'm not sure whether it is good, but it sounds okay to me. It's at least going to taste like peach rings, right? Would be my guess. You're going to get like peach ring taste. I don't think it's going to taste like you know what a peach ring is. No. It's just like a little peach candy. I mean, just type it into Google. You'll see what it is. I I know what peach Um, candy is. I don't know the exact brand, so. It's like a little gummy peach gummy thing. Um. So there you go, Bushlight Peach. Uh, you know who I can count on to tell me how that is is uh, our friend Corey. So Corey, give me a shout. Let me know how, if you can take this, or or maybe uh, uh, anyone else might take this on a float trip somewhere in Missouri. Um, I know it's woke, so I don't know if you want to be seen with Bushlight Peach. It might be too woke, but um, if you can if you can get your hands on it, let us know if it's any good. Um, finally, Tony. Uh, we got the schedule for the upcoming Deepwoods releases from Revolution. This and now I thought exciting. it might be, might, be, might be fun to go over this to think about what I'm going to be doing to myself over the next few months. Uh, we have a summer release coming up. Tony, I'm going to be home. home. I'm going to be in Chicago for this. I will not be home for this. Uh, I'll be back in Chicago for this weekend in particular. Uh, alone, left to my own devices, no work. What? Um, yeah, I'm I'm going back. Um, or so uh, while Chicago. my while my wife is doing the seltzer bracket, I will be my wife. <laughs> my wife. Um, yes, uh, Borat. My wife, Borat. Uh, I'm sorry, while, that never gets uh, old. Even when it gets old, it, it never, never does. Gets That's old. why I had to. I'm trying to decide if I'm supposed. I can't say my wife anymore without wanting to say my partner. Because I'm like, I can't say my wife or else I get borat, boratted. Um, but I'll be back for this anyways, is what I'm saying. So there's, we talked about these ones, Tony, I think. The Dread and Breakfast, the Cuvée de Grasse, and the Life Jacket. The Life Jacket's the one with like mango and stuff in it. Like all the uh, tropical fruits. Um, now October, we're looking at, this is a pretty traditional release right here. We got D-Star, Cafe Deeth, Deeth by Cherries. So... They're off Deeth by Currents this year. They're on Deeth by Cherries. I'm into that. I'm not. I'm not always cherry stout huge, really? but I think I think they'll do it well. Yeah, I like cherries. I, I think cherries in all its form goes with beer, whether it's sweet cherries or bitter cherries. Just love them. That's, I think it'll be great. Yeah, and they know what they're doing, and then it just gets better and better. Yeah, November we we hit straight jacket season. Uh, straight jacket, Ryeway, and DBVSOD, so double barrel, very special old Deeth. So we're getting the DBVSO treatment on Deeth Star. Have they ever done that killer. before? They have, um, and it's amazing. Yes, it's very wonderful. I bought it the last time. It was in a blue can, I remember it. Or and you'll be can, buying maybe. it this time? I of will course. be buying it this time and getting it muled, yes. Um and January twenty four, we enter a new realm here. These are t- these are going to be two new beers to me. VSOR Select. So I don't know what Select means, but I know VSOR means very special old Ryeway. Um, so I'm guessing it's just some really pre- pristine barrels or something or prime barrels. And then on and on part three brewed with half acre. Every on and on has been amazing, so I suspect this one will also kick ass. It's very good that they're making barrel aged stuff together with half acre because almost just unfair. 
uh, sounding that they're able to do this. Uh, can't wait. Uh, can't wait to get my hands on these. I, I don't know. Uh, if Let's look at what was on and on part two. Um, uh, on and on part one, it was a uh, uh, porter. Uh, just straight up, no adjuncts. Imperial double porter, 14%. Laden with three kinds of rye and gently roasted chocolate malt. Uh, aged for a year in Willet barrels. So, uh, on and on two. Is on and on two. Did that exist? I guess. <laughs> there it is. That was an English barley wine. Mike, I swear to God, I had this. English barley wine. Barrel aged rye barley wine. Blend of Rillet Y and Willet bourbon barrels aged 15 months. So, first impression is copious hulking mass. Yeah, that beer was good as hell, too. So, really good. Uh, very excited for the on and ons. It's going to be great. But Tony, I thought we'd play a little game today. Uh, I'm keeping it simple, though, but we haven't done a little prices Right contest in a while. Uh, I missed yep. hearing that Australian prices Right music. So, now can we get that and play could, to find it, yeah. Yeah, could take me a couple of button presses, people, so bear with me. I could, uh, of course, pause the recording here. and just go with it, but let's see what we get. No, 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 no. Nope, it's not that one. No. Uh, this one. They even had time to do the show after that. It's <laughs> remarkable how long that was. <clears throat> Glad you played it, though, Tony. Let's. Uh, I got three beers here. Uh, the, this is going to be the Price Is Right game Tavor edition. Uh, we've we've played this with Horace a few times. We've I think we've done it with a couple other. I mean, we've done Tavor before, but um, this is a full on Tavor edition. I've just been sort of blown away by some of the the wide wide swath of pricing I've gotten on things uh as of late i thought i'd throw a few things out here and see if you couldn't figure out what i'm supposed to pay for it now the, the trick that you have to deal with here is that it is uh in american dollars so you're yep. sort of stuck with that but um you know what i got three beers here you can tell me where the price uh hits you, you remember you have to hit prices right we're playing prices right rules right yep um so you got you don't want to go over. That's a loss. But if you get within, we'll say five dollars, uh, uh, I I give you the dub on that one. And in this case, you're not in a well. You're in like a oh, you're on one of the you're in one of those like cages that they would hang off the boat. That they're like, okay, I'm going to dip you into the water or whatever in this big in a shark tank. cage or something. Yeah, shark tank. There we go. 
and the shark, but the sharks aren't sharks. It's actually Mark Cuban and uh, that lady <laughs> and and the guy who who killed the guy on the boat, Kevin O'Leary, who, oh. to, who killed that guy in the boat and said his wife did it. That guy. Um, and John Taffer's down there too for some reason. Oh, so son you're of gonna bitch. you're gonna be lowered into a room where you have to listen to them talk, uh, which is gonna be real bad for you. So here we go. First one up. This one is called You Can Buy a World Series. And what I'll give you, I'll read you the whole description. I'll read you the description on on um, Tavor here. Uh, this is You Can Buy a World Series. It's from Cycle Brewing. We're familiar with Cycle here from St. Yep. Petersburg. Barrel-aged stout, 12%. This was a pre-order beer. So essentially, I had to, you would have to buy it first yep. and then decide if you want to if you want to keep it um, or not keep it, decide if you, I mean, whatever. You just had to buy it first, and then you might get it in a few weeks. So you'd see whenever you're going to get it. So uh, the beer, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Uh, when, the, when their beloved Tampa Bay Rays made the series in 2020, the team had the third lowest payroll in Major League Baseball, up against the LA Dodgers' second highest. Turns out you can buy a World Series. So this is just like bitterness to L.A. beating them in the World Series. So as a result, they lost a bet with their friends at Monkish. So they had the barrel age, a chocolate-covered wild Thai banana pack stout with the Dodger flag hanging over the barrels for two and a half years. But from the heartbreak came a brew they call their thickest, most decadent ever. Now you can be one of the first to try it. Expect caramel and vanilla notes to coat your palate, swirling into creamy bananas with each chewy sip. Whiskey spice wraps around rich ribbons of chocolate, rounding the bases with a cocoa kiss of oak any craft fan would root for. So two and a half year aged Thai banana chocolate stout. Okay. Tony, it's a 22 ounce bottle. Ooh. So for one 22-ounce bottle, Ooh, big boy. what is this going for on Tavor? Now, can I ask a question? Did they price this at this sort of a scaled-down version? Say their payroll was $44 million. Did they put the beer priced at, at $44, for example? I do not believe there's anything. No correlation. Specifically tied to that. Um, I think the Dodgers payroll is like 680 million or some shit. So, um, it's probably not that the, the <laughs> Rays might be closer to yes. whatever it is million, but, um, so this isn't cheap. I'm going to say that given all those factors, this has got to be expensive. Oh, but what ballpark do I put it in? There are so many ballparks. This is tougher than untrapped. By huge margin, this. I is... guess. I guess to be fair, hold on. I'm going to change the rules on you real quick because if you can't go over and you have to get within five dollars. Yeah, this is not showcase their... rules. Shouldn't I be given a budget of how many I can miss over the? Oh, that's right. Yeah, years? you get. Oh, that's right. I remember we got that. We said that you. Okay, we're going to give you fifteen dollars. I might blow it all in spend. this first one. That's right. That's what it is. You have fifty. You have. You have fifteen. You bet it all. <laughs> Let's go. Let's let's stick with it. We're gonna go with fifth. We'll go with eighteen. How about that? We'll go with eighteen dollars. You have yeah. eighteen dollars to lose on this. Okay, but this in still could you'll, you'll, like you'll have your budget right. away. We could have the. Dun, you can dun. go. You can go. Oh, you can go over. 
Yep. Because it would be impossible to do it. Because uh, it's not like you can say one dollar. You then you just lose. I mean, yeah. I don't think this cost nineteen dollars. <laughs> right, yeah. I think this is more than nineteen dollars. I'm just trying to think um, what American stouts go for in Australia. Then you take off the tax and you take off the Australian dollar. Um, Remember, this is on Tavor, though. This ain't the liquor store. This is true. I'm going to go exactly where you... Well, but that was for a 12-ounce bottle. Let's go $5 more than that. Let's go $55. Oh. Uh-oh. You overshot it, Tony. Uh, it's $42. I'm still alive. For this. Ooh. You're alive. You're Barely. alive. You're down to 13 Thirteen dollars remaining. Uh, so, okay, so don't believe you're that math to, is You're correct. down to five dollars remaining. Yeah. You're down to five dollars. <laughs> don't believe that right. math was correct. Uh, all right, next one we'll do. Next okay. one we'll do. Now, do you think that was a reasonable guess, or do you think that's a bargain? I just know what you pay <laughs> on Tavor for a twelve. I ounce think bottle. What do I think that I did not buy the forty-two dollars? It's not the most expensive beer. I've seen on Tavor. No. Uh, by a long shot. And you there paid are, more than that. I mean, deal with the devil. Anchorage deal with the devil was $100 for 12 ounces. So, I mean, there's really expensive ones. That's pretty expensive. I would not pay $42 for a cycle banana stout. I think that's worth about $20 maybe. Um, if it was $20, I still wouldn't buy it because I don't really care for banana stout. So I'm not really into that. Um, but their stuff flies all over the place. Re- weird pricing on here. So it, it sometimes it's too high. Sometimes you're like, why is it that cheap? Who knows? But let's let's do another one here. This one's from. Um, I'll give you a hint on this one. We'll we'll see if we can't preserve you for the next round. I bought this one, so we're gonna give you that hint. This this next one is a beer I bought. Okay. Okay. So this is called Barrel-Aged Midnight Toffee Stout. It's from Untitled Art. It's a collaboration with Angry Chair Brewing from Tampa. Uh, it is barrel-aged brown sugar and Belgian candy syrup packed 4.36 untapped related collab between Untitled Art and Angry Chair is like unwrapping a Heath bar. Um, so this is a Heath bar-inspired stout. Uh, each complex quaff brims with ru- these. These copy is so bad. Uh, <laughs> rims with brims with rustic barrel notes, swirling oaky ribbons around bittersweet brown sugar, dark fruit, and malty chocolate layers. As the pitch black pour warms, shimmering hints of baking spices and a dusky depth add a dusky depth to the rich toffee finish, belying the massive fourteen point nine percent ABV. So this comes in a sixteen ounce can. This is priced for one 16-ounce can, okay. untitled art, uh, and angry chair, mid- barrel-aged midnight toffee stout. Now, I love a Heath bar. I think it's perhaps my favorite American candy. Would I go that far? Does it beat a Butterfinger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably does. Love a Heath I, bar. I would rather eat a Heath bar than a Butterfinger. Um, they're both hard on the old chompers there, but I, uh, I think I'd go Heath bar. Yeah, Heath Bar's not like hard candy, though. It's kind of like butter crunch candy, right. if, if you ever had butter crunch. I agree. But I, I do like... 
Butter, Butterfinger's number on the teeth, man. I cannot. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> but I loved delicious. him as a kid, though. Butterfinger Blizzard from Dairy Queen was so A plus, man. It was the best. Yeah, we can't get those in Australia. So get them in America when yeah. you hanging out in Chicago. Get yourself one of those. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think this is as expensive. I'm going to say, still going to go higher. Still think I'm going to be over the money. Twenty six dollars. Tony, you're way over. Um, Tony, this this one was I threw this one in as a ruse because I could not believe the price of this. Son of a I, bitch! And I did buy this, and I actually probably should buy another one. It was eight dollars and forty nine cents. I didn't stand a chance. Come on, you yeah. can't do this to me. Eighteen dollars you gave me, and then you put that in. You have to be kidding me! The, All right, I, All right, Tony, listen up. Here's what I'll do. No, you don't I'll, have to. I'm out. That's fine. We'll no, play no, the no, last one out. for shits and giggles. That's fine. Just know, no, next time I, I dominate you, you in a game of Untrapped, no complaining. I just said I was going to – I will um, – no, I get to complain because I – what I will do, we're leaving you in – we're going to leave you in the box, but I will ask Taffer to leave. Oh. So you're only stuck there with – if, if you can get within 10 bucks on this one, this last one, I will, get, I will kick Taffer out of the room – and heck, I'll even get I'll even get um, Kevin O'Leary out. You'll just be okay. stuck there with uh, you'll just be stuck there with Mark Cuban. I mean, that sucks, cool. but you can you can live. Yeah, that's sweet. I'll just get him to tell me stories about Dirk. It's cool. So this one, Tony, this was released today. This is what inspired this game. <laughs> oh shit! It's called Suffer. Uh, it is a triple barrel, triple barrel black barley wine. It is from Anchorage Brewing Company. That's Alaska, Tony. Yep. Um, this was a pre-order as well. Uh, this beer is a black barley wine, which I don't love the phrase "black barley wine" for the record. <laughs> um, it's a black barley, decadent black barley wine base. I swear to God, black barley wine we used to call stout. Am I nuts? I mean, I know it's not. Uh, it's just they use enough chocolate malt probably to color it, yep. give it a little bit of char taste, and then the rest of it's all Maris Otter and shit. But um, okay, so it's a blend. It's it's uh, aged in a blend of Bar- Buffalo Trace six year rye, Hofmeister Cooperage heavy char, Calumet Farm eighteen year Knob Creek, and Wild Turkey bourbon barrels. Then finished on heaps of coconut for lip smacking mounds flavor. Um. Nobody's had a chance to try this stunner yet, not even us, but we expect notes of caramel and dark fruit to play brilliantly against the creamy croconut. Croconut? It's a frog's favorite fruit. (laughs) Croconut. (sighs) And uh, obviously Anchorage has a very famous barrel program. You can get the oaky vanilla and top shelf bourbon nuances will be positively exquisite. 16 ounce, did you say? It's not even, Tony. It is a 375 milliliter bottle. Okay, the way God intended. You can get within $10 of this one. Uh, What is my, I'll give you a clue here. I did not buy this. Uh, Of course, it sounds delicious. Didn't you say you just bought this? No, I I didn't. No, I can't. I saw it today. This came up today. I did not, I did not sink the cash. Why not? Um, This sounds right up your alley. Well. That's for you to find out, I guess. Why not? 
Would you say it would be? It is oh. not the most expensive beer I've ever seen on Tavor, and it's actually not close, but it's expensive. Yep. Is it more expensive than the most expensive beer that you paid for on Tavor? No. Okay. That puts me right in the frame. I'm going to be a middle-of-the-road answer. I'm going to go $35. Do you know what the most expensive beer I paid for on Tavor is? No. I think I spent 80 bucks on one. I think I spent 80. Oh, well. And uh, this one is less than that for sure. But for those 375 milliliters, Tony, and this is what's really good. This is going to break your heart in a lot of ways. $61 for a 375 milliliter bottle. In in a in about an inch thick wax that will frustrate the living shit out of you to try to open. You're like, I paid sixty fucking dollars for this trying to bust through the wax. Tony, that was probably the hardest game we've done in a long time. Uh, I hope so. What was the total value of that? That's sixty one plus forty two, hundred and three. That's one hundred and eleven, hundred and twelve dollars worth of uh, worth of beer we just evaluated there. <laughs> so you could get. Three beers for $112 there. Um, I skipped the two most expensive ones, and I just went ahead with the uh, the Untitled Art. Oh, come on. Suffer, Suffer sounds amazing, but the $61 is just not going to fly for me. Come on, do it. <laughs> you just want me to pay $61 for no, something well, I can do? No, I want you to taste delicious beer. Now... Quite rightly, you probably say... I'm riding that. high on delicious beer in the, in the old homestead yep. right now, so... Now... I just remember while we were doing this game that um, I did have an actually more delightful beer than that um, Mountain Culture, and it probably okay. will be a beer that I talk about at a later date. But I've got to mention it right now because it's a beer style that you're familiar with. And okay. I say that because um, I believe the good old Goosey Island actually um, released a variation of their stout on these barrels, but this is a barley wine, Dayton's barley wine, apple brandy barrel aged. Is Oh, that's a fr- – uh, yeah, that sounds good. It is fucking amazing. I'm just going to send you a link to the, the page on the Dayton's website um, just under the document today so you can check it out. It is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Why did we not put them in apple brandy barrels before this? I know um, apple's not a flavour you want in beer, but come on. Brandy barrels are delicious. I I think the apple brandy does not give me that, like, no, sort of stringent apple taste in any way. I, I it, it sort of has the caramel apple yep. flavour a little bit, like the outside of a caramel apple. Um, or like cooked apple, maybe you know something like that. But um, by the way, no, I Freem made it. Freem made an apple brandy barley wine that was primo. Um, a Goose Island did make one. That's right, I remember that now. And um, some uh, 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 Revolution did an apple brandy ryeway or something that was really fucking good. So, yep. 
Yeah, they're doing it. It's good shit. This is an right? English yeah. barley wine that's really delicious. I got myself a four pack. I'm going to hold on to at least one of them so you can you can try one of these. These should age perfectly fine when you're here. So one of these will be able to be slipped, sure. split between you and Kelly. Only cost me sixty nine bucks for the four pack. Sure, three ways. You don't need that. How big is a can? Twelve ounce can. Yeah, three fifty five mil. Oh, yeah, we're fine. Four ounces. Four ounces. Plenty. All right. We don't have to be that cheap. Tony, why don't you tell people where they can find us, huh? They can find us checking beers on Untapped. That man is Griff AD. I'm a much more awake St. Moz and um, much more with it this week. You can give us a tip. Right. Um, maybe so we can spend it on coffee. ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. Send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com or Griff is tearing up the gram with his sweet, sweet side boob picks a beer at Beer Engine Pod. How did I do there? Perfect. You nailed it. Of course right, I did. gang, we'll be back next week uh, with, uh, hey, some more crap. I don't really even know. Well, some more of this is coming at you next week, plus me talking about drinking a bunch of wine because I'm going on a wine, little wine, little wine activity this weekend. Nice. I'm we'll excited. have to get more guests on this show. Just been thinking about that. Yeah, let's get some more guests on this show. I enjoyed having Tyler and Kelly over the last few weeks. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, get Tyler back on. Uh, when is, by the way, when is my star turn coming around on the This Ain't Iowa podcast? I've heard nothing. <laughs> Take it up with the um, the guy um, yeah. dragging you to a bringer show, the Vegas Aces halftime cheerleading show. That's the guy you should. I don't uh, know if. Uh, to be fair, I'm not sure how popular I'm going to be over there. So considering the things that are popular over there, I don't know how well I'm going to fit in. All right, gang, we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Just thinking about it, Untrapped is just really a variation on Guess Her Muff. Just saying. 